or now I'll tell you it's Sedano and Kaplan on 710 ESPN. How's that? It's two days in a row we've, we've had that. So. I know. I don't know where that last part of the open came from. I don't recall that. But uh, okay. Although I will say one thing, Clinton Yates. Yeah. I got to say, brain fog is real. I didn't know this until I got that positive COVID test. But brain fog is a real thing. I never had it. I never experienced it. I'm not sure I ever believed in it. Brain fog is real. So I, you, mean, you mean to tell me if I ask, let's just say, somebody of your family, if brain fog was real or not, they'd, they'd have the same answer? Or? Oh, dude, my kids are like, Dad, you were in the middle of a sentence and then you stopped and like looked in a different direction and stopped talking completely. Are you going to finish what you were saying? I'm like, wait, what? What happened? What? What? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, brain fog is for real, dude. I'm serious, man. I didn't know that. about it. I'm no, it's all right. That. I'll get by. But if in the middle of the show today, Clinton, all of a sudden I just stop talking about whatever it is we're talking about and go in a completely different direction, it's not personal and it's not because I wasn't listening. It's just because I got brain fog going. Okay. Well, that's you a know? good excuse for a lot of things for a radio show. It's good, <laughs> good to know. Hey, I just saw our man George Sedano doing an interview because the Lakers and the Warriors getting set not for opening night of the NBA season, but for the final game of Summer League. So, yes, George continues on his Summer League vacay. But Corporate Greg is back in the house. Yes, sir. What's happening? How are we? What's up, Gregory Burke? Hold on quickly. Where yes. did the Corporate Greg nickname come from? I mean, I realize what the bit is there, but like, I feel like Greg is the least suit of every <laughs> of any radio suit I've ever met in my life. Like, not even close. I got I got a full on tie here. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, he's, you know, I got a, I got a, I'm buttoned up from top to bottom here. <laughs> but no, it came because I was I've been given so many different nicknames I, on Mason and Ireland. I was Sausage Jeans. And then I was MPG sausage jeans. Yeah, so Wait okay, it's second. not it's not what it actually sounds like. It was it's a whole long thing. But sausage jeans came from Sisigen, who made Leap Day. Who he was an astronomer, made Leap Day. Uh, they were talking about it. They couldn't get it right. They kept saying sausage okay. jeans. I told them, sure. hey, I just real fast. It's almost done. I, said, I went in their ears and I said, break. And they looked back at me at the same time. Both of them, Mason and Ireland, turned around and said, shut up, sausage jeans. And that was where that stuck wow. from. I didn't know. I didn't know anyway. wearing these super tight jeans, you know? No, yeah, I got it. That's not that's not what it has to do at all. <laughs> it's not what it has to do at all. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm, now I'm stuck on that. Let's not bring it up again. Let's not do it again. <laughs> All right, so keep going, oh Sausage Jeans. What happened? So that was the first so, yeah, so then, So then I got all these, all these different nicknames, and eventually I got taken off of Mason Island because I was promoted to the APD, right. which I am now. And so when they took it off, they're like, oh, you you're got you got promoted, so now you're Corporate one. Greg. Yeah, and then now everybody just calls me Corporate Greg. So Corporate Greg goes glamping. Glamping. I did not end up going glamping. What? Whoa! Yeah, that's yeah. Wait a second. Hold on a second, because because at last we talked. This was going back about a week and change ago. Yeah, there was uh there was the all fire. this word yeah. about fires. Yep. Yeah, where mm-hmm. you were headed, and you were telling me that the um, that the company that the glamping place that you were going to. Glamping. They were going to let you know whether or not it was safe to come up there or not. You were planning on turning off your phone and yep. no electronics. Mm-hmm. And so what happened? So on Saturday. We drove up to San Francisco, and we got there. And from there, it's four hours the next day to get right. to the camp. And so we drove up to San Francisco. We're having dinner at um, down at the, what's it called? Fisherman's Wharf. Fisherman's Wharf, yes, thank See, you. See, I told you, the, the, the whole brain thing, the brain fog yeah, is real. That's me. That's how, just how it happens. Okay. But anyways, we were sitting there having dinner at Fisherman's Wharf, and yeah. I get a phone call from my brother saying, I hate to tell you this, but camp is canceled. 
Wow. So, so you didn't even have a you didn't play a part in the decision making at no, all. No, no, not any any bit whatsoever. So they canceled you. You didn't get to cancel them. Exactly. Bummer. Exactly. So what we did was like I'm like all right. It takes me about a year to pay this place off to go up there, okay. and I pay it off over month by month. And so I was like, they're giving me a full refund. I'm gonna use that full refund and let's go to Lake Tahoe. And I stayed on the on the. Oh, lake. that's yeah. a quality. Hey. Quality edit right there. Right? Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. That's a strong audible at the line there. Right. So on Sunday, we found a place on the water on the south side of Tahoe, stayed on the water from Saturday or from Sunday to Saturday, and that was it. Oh, that's a better trip than it previously planned. Well, no, Sorry. No, no, no. For maybe for you. I it mean, was not, it was, but, it was okay. nice. Okay. But it was, gotta, but it was still I it was great. I got to jump in, though. I'm, I'm with Clinton here. I mean, a lot of people might have been like, oh, well, that sucks. Too bad. You know, let's just turn around, go home, or we'll just spend the weekend in San Francisco. I mean, the fact that you guys were able to adjust and adapt on the fly decide, hey, we're close to Tahoe, let's go over there. The fact that you were able to find a place, that's that's good, man. Nice job. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, that's yeah. a, you know, it's a positive thing. I was it was nice. It was one of those things where I just started looking up all these places. I called the night before and said they said we have one place left. There's one room. And that, you said, listen, from I'm corporate Greg. <laughs> right. right. Corporate Greg. I'm making an executive decision right now. <laughs> this place, you're going to give it to me for a week, too. Not just yeah. for three days. Right. You got to give it to me for seven days. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And they did. And well, that's all right, good. So hold on. I, the Hebrew brother has a question here. So you've been paying okay. off this glamping place for a year. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're willing to give you a full refund. Correct. Now, when you get your full refund and then you go book your last second Tahoe thing, mm -hmm. are you cash flow positive? Are you negative? Are you even? Where are we? Positive, actually. Oh, so you saved a shekel. Yeah, I saved a shekel and was able to <laughs> actually have- for you, Scott. Very yeah. nice. Thank I you, like that. I appreciate that. <laughs> but it was, I was able to have some dinners and breakfasts and, you know, it was, uh, we stayed at a lodge so we were able to go to the store and bring food in so that we can make food some nights, some mornings, some afternoons. So the only real concession you made from the previous trip was that you couldn't just go into complete hibernation mode. Otherwise, right. it sounds to me, because listen, I like- I don't like camping, excuse me. I would be down with glamping. So all these people that were making fun of you, I was actually on your side about that. But a proper lake vacation is still better than both of those options as far as I'm concerned, you know? <laughs> right. I still did I still turned everything off. Like I read okay. a lot. I did not I didn't look at any emails. I didn't I didn't right. get any texts. I didn't get any phone calls. Nothing. That's because all of us thought you were unavailable. Right. Yeah. yeah this is exactly, exactly. Which is exactly I how I wanted. I would have been hitting you I up. Did, no, <laughs> I did totally, not. 100%. I did not want anybody to know until today <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that that all was right. what had happened. All right. Uh, that's <laughs> over an operation. Well done. Good job, well corporate done. Greg. Very very nice work, man. So here's a question for you. Now that you've uh, you've been glamping before, it costs a lot of money. You wind up working all year to pay for this vacation. You pay them as the year goes on. Yep. Can you look now and go? What I did was less expensive, just as much fun, and I'd rather do that in the future rather than go back to glamping. No, I will absolutely go back to the glamping next year, to the exact same place. What's the well? What is how? Of how, I said glamping. how glamorous? I heard you, Laura. How glamorous is the glamping setup? It's not. It's not that glamorous. Like you're on a. It's a. 
It's a platform. It's not a it's, cabin. Okay, so you're not on the ground. No, you're not on the ground. You are on a bed, but it's like a cot that has just a, a mattress on it that's not all that big, and you sleep in a sleeping bag. And it's open air, so it has- Oh. Yeah, so there is just- So the bears can eat you without even having to open the packaging. No, no, no. If a bear <laughs> came in, which there are bears up there, if a bear came in, they can walk right up onto the platform and just eat somebody. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what- I can't. That's not for me. <laughs> like, I, I like a good- woodsy experience but there's no way a i'm sleeping on the ground b there's no way i'm putting myself without a large weapon in between (laughs) me and a bear that's a fact and c the bathroom situation has to be something that's going to allow me to feel like i'm reasonably clean every day we talk about this a lot the bathroom situation matters tremendously so there are bathrooms um there's like a, a toilet on the platform that has a door in front of it, but there's you know there's holes in it and stuff. And there's a shower, but it's a big shower that has like eight different you know faucets. Oh, okay. And so like everybody's in there at one time. Wow. And and if you go out and go, you want to go sleep by the river. You're sleeping on the ground. You're right. making your own fire. You're digging your own holes. You're digging your own holes <laughs> and using leaves. Yeah. Oh, are you are man. you catching your own fish? Are you cooking your own food? Uh, I mean, if you go that route, you can, yes. But for the most part, you can go. There's an eating platform, and okay. you sit on the eating platform, and they have you know three meals for you if you want them. Three squares a day. Wow. Huh? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. This is the mm-hmm. other and side. And you can make man. your own pancakes on Sunday, and they're delicious. Two Americas, really? man. This is not my idea of fun. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound good to me either. <laughs> Two Clint. different worlds. It really These are not, you don't want to go? Next no. year, you should come. It's a week. Well, wait. I have a, one more question, yeah. which is this. Do your kids, did they, did they go, Dad, this is better this way rather than the way we do it your way? Did the kids like it better this year than they have in years past? No, they were actually really upset. They Aww. were not happy whatsoever that they weren't going. They were sad because- I could see that, yeah. Well, they had horses that they liked up there. They're like, I want to go see Shinto. Like, it's a whole- <laughs> Oh, they like know the horses yeah, by oh, name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. It is, it's an experience being up there, and you fall in love with it immediately. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, this is, this is unfortunate, but this is not even the most important news of the day. The most important news of the day, of course, is that it is August 17th. August 17th. What day is that, Laura? Did you Are you familiar with the news of the day? Please tell us breaking news. Where's the breaking news? Okay, where's the sounder at? Oh, we have breaking news, huh? Yeah, August 17th, for those who don't know, is what day, Greg? I think we I don't I don't know the exact piece of information. I know what it's about, but I'm I'm trying to get it right. Is it the first appearance? First day? First, first day. show. First show, first starting day, the first time. First outing. Yes. For one Scott Kaplan here at ESPN LA. Radio clap. How about that? How about that? Yes, today is my one-year anniversary at ESPN 710. How about that? That's that's great. We're not singing happy birthday. Don't get too big for your britches no. here, buddy. Or, or happy anniversary, <laughs> nothing like that? No, 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 no. songs. No. no songs. We're yeah, not available We're it. not available to sing today. Pardon me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 last year, August 17th was the first official day. Wait. Uh, Didn't yes. you have like a 10-day contract prior yes. to being August 17th? Oh, let so him tell the story. Yeah, yeah. Right, so this is right. the official, right. So, okay. so Clinton, there was, I want to say, Greg, what do you think it was? Maybe like around June or July of last year? Somewhere. I, I, I had a 10-day contract. This is when, I'm trying to remember who was the afternoon show. No, it was that, uh, it was the middays, and it was George George's show. Yeah. No, no, no. But there was also, um, it was a, there was a network show that, that bounced. Will Kane? Um, Will Kane. Yeah. Right. And so then ESPN got rid of that. And then Amanda Brown, our boss, said we want to do something local. So then I don't know how, but I got 10 days worth of two weeks of shows. And then then she said to me in like July or August, hey, why don't we put you on at night 
So that's when Jesse the Body, who was with us the last couple of days, Mm -hmm. was producing the nighttime show. We actually began that show on August 17th, but I want to say there was like Laker talk on a Monday, then a Laker game on a Tuesday, another Laker game on a Wednesday. So we really didn't technically start until about the 20th, but the official first day on the job was August 17th, one year ago today. So my goal was to make it the year. Okay, so a goal one, check. Now my next goal is to make it through the NFL season, through the Super Bowl, and make it all the way to the NBA championship of the upcoming season. And I'll check that box, hopefully, if we get there, if I don't open my fat mouth and get myself fired before then. Well, that's a very basketball-type thing. You go from the 10-day contract to the NBA Finals. That's what every baller is looking to do. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you very much. How, How long have you been at ESPN 710, Clinton? I've been at ESPN. I don't know the date of that, but I know that one day, three years ago, I walked in here and just started telling people I was television's Clinton Yates and I'd like to talk on the radio. <laughs> and they were like, sure, why not? You know, and Keyshawn was like, who is this guy? He's very annoying. And they were like, all right, we're keeping him. <laughs> Basically what happened. And by the way, Clinton came in and he went on every single show. I he did. didn't care. He just didn't walked care. in. He's like, hey, I'm going to go on the air right now. Do you care? And they're like, yeah, come on in. And he just so, went on every single show. That's what happens once again when you are a local chapter president. Of the handsome man community. I yeah. got a haircut today too, Scott. Nice. All right. Your boy is looking clean. All right. Just wanted you to know that. Well, I didn't get to see you in our pre-show Zoom, but I did get to see Bergman. Bergman, looks like you got a nice fresh cut going. I got one yesterday. Yep. So it's that? all completely clean. All yeah. right. It's great, and, looking, uh, great looking studio. And Laura's obviously looking great per usual. So and, how about and, that? Laura, I haven't said hello to you this afternoon, but I'm curious. Day two at Disneyland. How'd it go, girl? Oh, man, it was busy today. Yesterday was a lot calmer. Then again, I was at California Adventure. But I had a blast. My goddaughter was like, Nina, Mickey. So, you know, she she saw the boss and the boss's wife, and he was good. <laughs> Mina, Mina Mouse. Right? I love Mina Mouse. That's great. Yeah. All right, we are officially underway on a Tuesday afternoon. Let's get things kicked off here in just a matter of moments because the Dodgers win another one-run game last night. And, Clinton, if it's okay by you, let's start this afternoon off with some real Dodger talk. What do you say to that? I'm down, per usual. That's what's up. All right, Greg, I know you're going to be happy about this because your Dodgers are on fire. Yes, sir. Very happy. All right, we're going to get things kicked off. Let's talk about the Dodgers and what's going on. Plus, an in-house controversy here at 710 that is between the Travis and Sliwa show, the Mason and Ireland show, and guys, I'm putting us right in the middle of it as well. We must get in on this in-house controversy. Stick around, everybody. We're just getting rolling. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, Sedano and Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Sedano's still at the Summer League. Taking a look right now, the Lakers are playing Golden State. There's five minutes to go in the first quarter, and Golden State has an 11-6 lead for those of you that are living on the edge of your seats with the Summer League. Is that you, Clinton? Absolutely not. I like Summer League, but I'm certainly not living on the edge of my seat with it. It's just, you know, it's a developmental playground. I also like to see what the veterans wear when they show up, like, you know, and hang out. That's, that's my favorite part. My, I think my favorite part of Summer League so far has been that little kid that was standing there courtside, and LeBron went walking by. Oh, yeah. And the kid was trying to get a selfie with LeBron. LeBron threw him 
couple of peace signs, and uh, the kid was able to get the picture and post it everywhere. <laughs> I think that might have been my favorite part of Summer League he so was far. Amped, that was cool. Dude, that kid had a great night. Yeah. Uh, Greg, you sitting on the edge of your seat here with, with Summer League today? I watched zero last week, and I'm not going to watch any this week. <laughs> All right. Well, I also didn't watch any TV last week. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think this is it. I think this is kind of, kind of where the Summer League wraps up. So we'll actually talk about the Lakers, the schedule, the opening day part of the schedule that came out, the Christmas Day portion of the schedule. We'll get there as the afternoon goes on. But, Bergman, I got to think you're pretty stoked about your Dodgers and Clinton. I mean, last night, another one-run win. So for all this talk about the Dodgers not being able to win close games, one-run games, they've won three in a row. And listen, they're playing Pittsburgh, who's not exactly some powerhouse, but you have to win these kinds of games because I can tell you, as a matter of fact, watching my San Diego Padres completely fall apart, losing three out of four and being no hit this past weekend against Arizona, and then losing to Colorado uh, and almost caught right now by Cincinnati in the wild card. I mean, the Dodgers still have a real chance to win the division. The Padres are about to kiss the playoffs goodbye. Right. Well, I mean, listen, more importantly, I mean, I think the Dodgers, yeah, and the Reds are creeping up. But as for the game last night, like, that wasn't just a, if you're watching the games night in and night out, it's interesting to see how the tenor of each inning goes because it's not that it's a playoff level atmosphere, but it's a playoff level mindset in terms of like how specific each move becomes. You know, what's their schedule? We talked about their schedule situation. They got a million games in a million days with no breaks, right? And so last night when the, when the, when the game gets deep, like, you know, you got to make a decision on what you're doing like they did with, with, with Kershaw on the Saturday night before. This game, though, it's, it's one nothing Pittsburgh in the seventh. They need some bats at that point. You know, they got to have some plays. And so they come up with a couple big shots. They end up winning that game. And just in general, like I, I was I was very impressed with the team overall. Like the Andre Jackson story is a different one. We can get to that. But like they managed to pull that game out. And one of those where you think, man, if they lose this thing, Greg, like these are the ones you're gonna point to. Like they probably don't deserve whatever they might get later down the line. Well, yeah, because it's a huge because they're just not winning games when the Giants lose. So yeah. they have to they, that's what you have to do is to get to get to those points. And with losing these games, you know the Giants are gonna win on the other side. So you have to go on on a bit of a run here. So losing a game to the Pirates, you look back and you say, God, if we would have had those three games. Right. It would have all changed everything. And they I mean, they did it first the Mets. They swept the Mets. They won last night from Billy McKinney of all people. He was the one that kind of right. did everything. And he had a nice go- play earlier in the game, too. I mean, that wasn't just him at the plate. He he threw a guy out from right field earlier in the game that was tremendous and necessary. Yeah, at third base. And that yeah. was he, he kind of airmailed it a little bit, but Justin Turner got Justin up there. Did and not down. realize Justin Turner could Spry. still elevate yeah. Yeah. to that degree. That was <laughs> right. surprising. Yeah, he was he was he looked a little spry there. He yeah, got he, he got did. down, got the tag down. It was it, it saved the run. It did save a run. It was a heck of a play. But Max Muncy's also on another level. You know, he's knocking the ball out of the yard left and right. But the story last night, Cap, that was most impressive was Andre Jackson. I mean, this kid gets called up. He's what, 25, Greg? I mean, I think he's 25. Yeah, I went, to, so. went to Utah. He's got the hair going. By the way, instantly steps into the top flow on the team. Sort of a black Sean May look. You know what I mean? With everything coming out of the back with the nice curls. What do you go? Four scoreless? Great story. Two hits. His parents are in the – dad's in the building. You know, it was just one of those things where you love to see a great story come along with a win because the kid could feel like the time that he was out there the first time, that something positive happened for the team, and it's not just a solo story that he doesn't like to tell later on down the line because at the end it's like, oh, we lost. No, no, no. 
They won that bad boy, Andre Jackson. I'm not saying he's a new star, but I love the way he made his entrance into the bigs, Cap. Listen, it was a great win last night for the Dodgers because your point is well made. Listen, if you lose games this late in the season when you're in the middle of a playoff race against an inferior team like Pittsburgh, you will look back at the end of the year and say, it's games like that, it's losses like that. But on the other hand, it's wins like this. And listen, you talk about San Francisco, they're not giving the Dodgers one breath. They're not losing any game. I think in the last 11 games, they've won nine games. They're not giving up any games. Greg, you had a stat earlier today about how every time the Dodgers win, the Giants win, and it was actually kind of confusing, so if I'm screwing this thing up, maybe you jump right in. But the, my point is, is this. The Giants are not opening the window to give the Dodgers a chance to jump in. They're four games back. They remain four games back. Like I said, Padres, forget it. I mean, that was a, there was, it was a three-team race. It's down to a two-team race now. But the Giants are not giving the Dodgers any chance to catch up. So basically what the stat is to keep it, I don't really like stats, but for the most part, the, Do- the Giants have been in first place since May 31st. Mm-hmm. In that time, the Dodgers have only won games that the Giants lost on the same day 12 times. And, and that's two and a half months that we're talking about. Yeah. And if you do this, and, there, and four of those games, so really it's eight, four of those games were when they beat the Giants. Head so only head. eight times where they didn't play the Giants since May 31st have the Dodgers won a game on the same day that the Giants lost the game. And they so, played the Giants how many more times specifically? Three times. Three, three more times. times. So what you're saying is that they're going to have to go. Uh, that's a lot of that numbers. That is a lot of numbers. <laughs> that's a lot of numbers. But, I mean, the point is, though, is that if you're doing the trends, it's not likely that they're going to catch him. I mean, if, you're, if, if we're being real about how this is trending with 40 games left and they only play the Giants three times, like – you have to win. You have to. You have to take advantage when the Giants lose. The Dodgers need to pull out a win on right. those same days, That's and tough. they can't lose on a day that the Giants win. So it's yeah. very, very difficult. Very difficult. Got to give the Giants credit. Seriously, like coming into this season, nobody really thought the Giants were a team that was going to be competing for a division title. Everybody thought that the Dodgers were going to have more wins than maybe any other team in the history of baseball. And really, if you would have polled most people at the beginning of the year, they would have said Dodgers and Padres. And for a lot of the time, it was. But the Giants have just exploded. They did get better at the at the trade deadline when they went out and got Chris Bryant, and they just are not opening up a window. There's no three-game losing streaks. There's no, you know, they're not winning three, losing two. I mean, they're just consistently winning night in and night out. And I got to give the Dodgers a ton of credit because there is no Kershaw. There is no Mookie Betts. And when Betts comes back and Kershaw comes back and you've already added Scherzer and Trey Turner and, and Greg, Cody Bellinger, who I know you were very down on before your glamping trip that got canceled, Cody Bellinger has all of a sudden started to explode. So, when the Dodgers get it all back, it may not be enough to overtake the division unless San Francisco gives back a little bit, but otherwise they should have their full roster ready to go by September and pulling into the playoffs. So here's the thing with Cody, by the way, is that when he he was just swinging and missing at pitches that were way outside. Wasn't seeing the ball well at all. Was not seeing well at all. And when he did get a hold of one, it wasn't even that he was getting a hold of it. It was just popped up or hit on the ground, and he just wasn't getting any kind of like lift out of anything. And before I left, every hit shot that he hit 
was dying before the uh, before the warning track, and so and it became a point where he then he started hitting home runs, and you can see that there was a little bit more power behind everything that he was doing. But it was a situation where he was either hitting a home run or striking out swinging because he was wild. And now you're starting to see him hit singles. Now you're starting to see him see him hit doubles, and he's hitting home runs, and he's just becoming a little bit more the old Cody that we saw, where he's not swinging at the pitch that's you know three feet outside. No, he's lacing his wheelhouse pitch because I remember what game was that it was it it wasn't last night was it Saturday where he hit the double down the line and it was just he missed one foul and then he hit another one next AB same spot but got it fair Sunday Sunday excuse me yeah and so you know it's it's it 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 shows me he's getting back in the form his personal form he's not just kind of figuring it out randomly which is which I think is a good thing because you want him to be back where he thinks he can be my question for you though Greg is what do you think you know, sort of separately, what what do you think becomes of the Jackson situation? They got a lot of hurt arms. Cole Hamill's done. No yeah. pitches thrown. One million dollars earned. Um, what's his no name pitches. who came from the Royals? Who has his name I can't remember. Danny uh, Duffy. Danny D- Duffy. Danny Duffy. Yep. Done. Well, you know he's I mean? he's possibly going to come out in September, but we'll see. Kershaw. Who knows? Like, well, he d- did throw today. I don't know if you guys saw any of the video, I did, but, he was, but he was throwing today. What I'm saying is that, like, do, do, it's. Do you think that a rookie is going to end up being a part of the, the staff in a way that they're going to need late in the season, well beyond just the kid coming up and having a good debut? Well, so just so we're aware, today he did get optioned back. So he's back. Okay. He's, he's, he did get optioned back, but that doesn't mean he doesn't come right Absolutely back whenever not. he wants. Yeah, they can, exactly. he's, he's, got, he's full of options. He can right. go up and down a, a ton. Right. So, I mean, it was his debut. So he, that's going to happen. And yes, he probably will get brought back up, and he will probably pitch some innings that you need him to because Oof. they're playing with no Kershaw, and now Urias is on the on the IL as well. So there's another guy. There's two of your main guys. I mean, I love David Price, who's pitching today, but that's not a guy I'm going to be banking on throughout the rest of this this, uh, this season. And you just it's a numbers game too. You need more arms. It's cap. Yes. I think as much innings. as as much as you say, some of these guys get back. I don't I don't know how easy that is. You know what I mean? I still think that the injury thing, just from a time standpoint, is going to be a very difficult hurdle that's going to be, again, part of the hardest parts about what Dave Roberts does this summer. I got to say, though, that the way the Dodgers have stayed alive in the race for the division to only be four games back, to be 73-46 and 46 right now, when Dustin May earlier in the year had to have his arm you know, operated on, Kershaw's missed a bunch of time. Bellinger missed an absolute, um, you know, probably 30, 40 games early in the season. Seager missed a bunch of time. Mookie has missed a whole bunch. So this team has never quite been able to get the entire complement of the roster on the field at the same time. So to me, what they're doing and where they are and the position that they're in is really impressive. And maybe the best part of it all is the Max Muncie part of this story to me. I mean, he has gone completely, utterly in fuego. And I just love the guy's story. Greg, you may know more of the backstory than I do, but when he got cut and when he was let go by Oakland and then he was picked up by the Dodgers and signed to a minor league deal, right now you're talking about probably one of the best bargains in all of Major League Baseball. What is he, like an $8.5 million a year guy? I don't, know, I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah, he went from Oakland. He was he was DFA'd. They brought him in. They put him into the minor leagues. And then he came up and he all he did was hit. He just kept hitting over and over again, and then he got himself uh, he got himself a three year deal, and now he's going to be around for much longer. It's the guy has made himself into a star. 
Yep, and I think it was a three-year, I'm almost sure it was three years, like $26 million, and made that impact in the 2018 World Series. What was it? Was it like the 18th or 19th inning where he hit that, that home run? You remember that? Yeah, it was the. I believe it was the 19th inning. Yeah. So I mean, Max Muncy is just on fire right now. So listen, we'll talk. We'll talk more Dodgers as the afternoon goes on. We'll get into the Lakers situation with the opening of uh, of, of the schedule, meaning opening night and on Christmas, and also an in-house 710 controversy that I am planning to put us squarely right in the middle of. Stick around, everybody. Overrated, underrated is next. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Kaplan here on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thank you very much, Chris. I really appreciate it. That was a nice little open one right there. One and only. Yeah, one <laughs> and only. That's a new one. I haven't heard that before. Anyway, we start with birthdays, and we are going to start with Clinton. Clinton, you want to do some birthdays with Let's us? Let's do it. All right. This one should be eh, interesting, I guess. Robert De Niro or Sean Penn? Oh, uh, Sean Penn overrated in my opinion, uh, just because I can't like, I mean, I guess he's in a bunch of good movies, but I can't ever really think of one. You know what I'm oh, saying? Spicoli? Spicoli. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But that's it. I mean, it, yeah, that's that. Yeah. Oh, sure. You're, if you're a primo, your premiere is your best one. But I mean, that how old is that? That movie's older than I am. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> like the guy's been around Hollywood for a long time. De Niro. I don't know that it's possible for De Niro to be underrated because he's tremendously rated in my household. But yeah, Sean Penn, I mean, he's just, he's hes a guy who's been iconic in many ways, but I just don't really know why beyond Spicoli, which is great. Um, and quick shout out, I want to say something on a separate note. Um, my friend Quinn passed this time a year ago. His nickname was DJ Spicoli. He was the son of Deborah Lee, who ran BET Networks for years. He was in this business, A&R at Capitol Records, so... Glad you brought that up. Gave a chance to shout out my boy Quinn. Rest in peace. All buddy. right, sending love right there. Yep. Yeah, you know um, when you talk about De Niro and Sean Penn, and in this game, somebody's got to be overrated and somebody's got to be underrated. So you mentioned Sean Penn and and Spicoli, and that's one of my all time favorite movies, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It was the movie of my teenage years. But have you ever seen a movie called Bad Boys? You ever see that one where yes. Sean Penn goes to jail? And um, and he's kind of getting beat up in jail by these guys. And the only kind of skill that he has is fixing people's beatboxes or boomboxes back in the day. And the one guy like puts it up to his ear, but he 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 jacked it up so that it would explode on his face. And then does anybody remember this movie or is it just me? First of all, you said beatboxes. Beatboxing yeah. is something that comes I from meant, your body. I meant boomboxes. I know, I'm messing with you. Yeah. Sec- yeah. Second of all. Bad Boys is a movie with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Just, uh, it's just, be another just, one. just yes, to be clear. Yes. yes. So I, I am not familiar with any other Bad Boys films. Part. Well, if I'm getting it wrong, can somebody please help me out and tell me which movie I'm talking about? It's a Sean Penn movie where he goes to jail and uh, and he and he makes that boombox where it blows up in the dude's ear. And then remember, he gets into the fight with the guy, and he takes a bunch of soda cans, and he puts it in the, the pillowcase, and he beats the hell out of the dude you with keep it. Saying remember, we don't. We're, you're telling no, us. I know nobody's remembering. You're telling but us. It, but, but it is called Bad Boys from 1983. Okay. All right. See that the original Bad Boys. No. 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 No.
uh, the actor, but I love Robert De Niro that much more. So for me, I got to say that De Niro in this case goes underrated and Penn goes overrated. Even though it's hard for me to say, I got to justify it somehow. De Niro, underrated. All right, Cap, let's do this one then. The you play talking in, to me? Uh, yes, I'm talking you to you. You talking to me? Yeah, different movie. You talking to me? That's, you gotta, that's <laughs> not a great De Niro. Come on, you, you got to work on that one. Got to work on that one. The play-in tourney is back this NBA season, despite being an 82-game season instead of the 72 from last year. And NBA commish Adam Silver spoke to LeBron about it. He said, we talked about it. I think at the end of the day, I understand, especially if you went deep last year and you have that end, you have that many sort of games on your legs. You're not looking forward to more games, but I think he understands the context of the league. So I think we wanted to get one more season under our belt that wasn't a pandemic season so we could really get a sense of how it works. But I'm more open to tinkering with it if necessary so is the play in tourney itself cap overrated or underrated um i would say that it's underrated because while i appreciate what the commissioner is saying that he gave lebron the consideration of at least chatting with him the one reason lebron didn't like it is because he had to play in it what lebron needs to do is is make sure that the lakers are not in that he needs to make sure that the Lakers are much better positioned so they don't find themselves having to play their way into the postseason, especially with this new roster. Because let me tell you something, Clinton, your man Tim Bontemps yesterday, man, are Laker fans just vicious or what on Twitter, man? They would not give this guy Tim Bontemps just a break of any kind. So look, I think that the play-in tournament is actually underrated because I understand the idea behind it. Let's get more games. Let's put more games on TV. Let's make things more interesting. Let's give all these teams a, a, a fighting chance. I actually like the play-in tournament. So I may be in the minority here, but I like it. I'll say underrated. Yeah, I don't believe you. Nobody likes Tell me about the classic play-in tournament games last year. Tell me. Well, the Lakers played against Golden State, and that was a really important game. I mean, the Lakers found themselves in a situation where they had to play in, and it was not a guarantee. Right. It's about so. it's about the concept of the game. The games have not been good. Let's not act like, oh, yeah, let me gather my boys to watch this play-in. You know what I'm saying? I'm fired up. That's not happening. The play-in is only used as something to criticize teams that should not have been in it. That's what I don't like about it. The competitive balance of it is one thing. It's way overrated. I just think that, like, at the end of the day these regular season games are better than playoff games adding more i just i get why they're doing it i just don't think it's necessary play the nba is good enough as it is for the regular season to count that's my personal opinion yeah i just think that they're doing it because they're trying to satisfy television partners they're trying to make more money that's fine but that's not always an excuse that i'm just going to fall back on when it comes to speaking my mind about it i just think it's stupid i really actually do you know greg yeah, loves it of course because it's yeah. more laker basketball well no, I, just, no, no, I didn't I think did i didn't think it was, I didn't think it was bad last year i was like yeah whatever i mean it was the it, look it took me a long time to actually understand what the play-in tournament actually meant last last yeah. season all right you know Fair enough. I'm but not, i just don't but listen i know lebron didn't like it because he had to play in it no i heard you i'm just saying that like lebron aside i just think it's 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 extra for no for no real purpose i, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze Personally. Fair enough. All right, Clinton, last one here. Yeah. There's an ad on Yahoo Life about knives from Wolfgang Puck. Says that this high carbon stainless steel cutlery set cuts like a dream. <laughs> I'm not big into the cooking world, but I feel like you guys, and especially you, you seem like a knife guy. I'm a decent home cook. Yeah, yeah knife guy. Uh, yeah, knife he guy. seems like that. I mean, singular knife. Yeah, You're right. Not a knife. Oh, knives. Knives. You can buy a beatbox at the store, etc. Right. <laughs> but I, I feel like this is right up your realm. So, uh, is having a set of knives 
that cut like a dream, overrated or underrated? That's overrated, but what is not overrated is having one knife that cuts like a dream. At this stage, if you're dealing with the Cutco crowd and that whole cult coming into your crib trying to sell you things in leather pouches that they pull out of their jackets, no, you need one good knife. That's how that works. Now, if you're the kind of person that's kind of a serious butcher, and I don't mean serious like, you know, like at a grocery store, but like if you're if you're breaking down chickens or filleting fish <laughs> or things like that. No, I'm serious here. I Break used to be, down those chickens. I used to be a cook in college. I know what I'm talking about. So, like, you don't really need a bunch. You just need one good, versatile one. So don't let somebody sell you on a five-knife collection. I'm talking about big knives here. I'm talking about, like, dinner knives. But, yeah, you just need one. You just learn how to use that one, and then you'll be good. Yeah, I actually uh, only have one good knife, you know, and like I've got a series of them, but I've only got one really, really good one. And when you have one good knife and you're totally dependent on that good knife, you know what you think to yourself? Man, I wish I had a bunch of really nice knives. I only got one good knife. I wish I had more good knives. How many, how many knives can you use at one time, though? I know, but I think I feel like, you know, sometimes my good <laughs> knife either gets, uh, you know, it gets dull or maybe it gets rusted or maybe it's in the dishwasher and I'm too lazy to clean it. Well, I think I'd like to have a few extra knives. Craig just said you can use two at the same time and he was doing like a double chopping motion. I would love to see you take that under. <laughs> try that out in your in your home kitchen or while you're at camp. You I got say, hey, kids, check it out. I can throw these knives around the platform. It's no. six o'clock. I got yeah. I got a steak. I'm Hey, listen, I, I applaud anybody who's got an opportunity to put their name on something like that. They're like, hey, I'm Wolfgang Puck. People know me as a famous chef, as a, as a great restaurateur. You know what? I should be able to sell people knives. Yeah. Good move. Quick shout out back to a couple different people have chimed in on this Sean Penn thing. Power rankings of his movie from a guy on Twitter, at Thatic. He says, number five. Taps, most underrated Sean Penn oh, movie. Oh, Taps is a crazy movie. I haven't seen that in forever. Number four, The Falcon and the Snowman. I've never even heard of that. Don't, don't know that one. Number three, The Thin Red Line. Number two, Colors, decent movie. And number one, Fast Times. And as other guy chimes in, Taurist Rebel. And he's got some movie called At Close Range on his oh, list. Oh, yeah, At Close and Range. And also a movie I completely forgot about with Michael J. Fox, Casualties of War. At Close Range. Then Somebody's going to have to look. Well, I'll have to look it up at the break. I think that might be Madonna, too. Oh, yeah? Madonna and Sean Penn. Maybe. Okay. All, All right. right, I'll figure that out. All right, stick around, everybody. Coming up, the Lakers know who they will face on opening night, and they know what they'll have on Christmas Day. We will get there coming up. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Those were the days when nobody really knew me here at this radio station and everybody actually showed me like an ounce of respect like on my way in the door. <laughs> now everybody just treats me like everybody else around here. Like, you know what? You're just a jerk. You know, we're going to just rip you at all times. Give you a, you know, break your freaking stones. Oh, man. I'm telling you, man. It was fun last summer when they were calling me a legend. I actually think I actually I think I started to buy into that a little bit, Clinton. Yeah, clearly. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Leaving that right there. No, I'm joking. Hey, glad listen, you're here. Let me thank you. And I'm glad you're here. Let me let me say something before we get to the Lakers schedule. 
So I guess, and I didn't realize this, that this past weekend when the Rams were playing the Chargers and it was a Rams home game, that when 70,000 people showed up at SoFi Stadium at the outdoor electronic billboards, there was a billboard of the Travis and Sliwa show. Now, that would make sense, don't you think, Clinton? It's a brand-new show. We want to promote it. It's a local sports talk in, in a time of day where this radio station has always had, like, national stuff. You'd think you'd want to promote a local morning show, don't you think? Absolutely. Pretty good idea, I think so. Yeah, for sure. Okay, all right. Um, th- during the NBA season last year, and this is before fans even got back into Staples Center, they did the same thing for us. It was uh, Sedano, Cap, LZ. We were up on the on the, the billboard. I was like telling my friends, I'm like, dude, this is unbelievable. LeBron James is playing on that floor in Staples Center, and my picture is up on that billboard. Like, I'm blown away by it, okay? Okay. But I got to say that uh, Mason today apparently, and he put out a poll to his audience on Twitter saying, who should have a billboard at SoFi Stadium? The Travis and Slee show or the Mason and Ireland show? And of course, it's Mason's audience on his Twitter, and they all voted in favor of Mason and Ireland. Probably not that surprising, is it? No. Okay. I got to throw us right into this whole thing. Let me just say, that you got 70,000, it'll be 80,000 people that show up for a Rams game. Yes, Travis and Sliwa need to get promoted because we have a brand new morning show and those guys are kicking ass. That show should absolutely be promoted on those video boards. But by the same token, the next round, the next time they come around, that's when you should have Mason in Ireland because people need to know Mason in Ireland. They're back in middays, et cetera, et cetera. So throw those guys on there. And then by the third time it comes around, instead of it being Travis and Sliwa, then it should be Sedano and Kaplan. So look, I don't know who I got to talk to at ESPN, but I want in on this too. Because as great as it was to be at a Laker game and to have your picture show up on, on the Jumbotron, there was a time where that picture was up and there was nobody in the place. I want to be on the same video board that Travis and Sliwa are, that Mason and Ireland want to be, and I want to be there too. So I'm just putting that out there for everybody on my one-year anniversary. I want in just like Mason wants in. No, thanks. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't mean to be upset. Corporate Greg, cold, <laughs> hard decision-making. I'm just Looked saying. at the spreadsheet, saw you were not a member of the Handsome Man community, said not worth it. Hey, so here's the deal. The here's the deal, Scott, Scott, Scott. So here's the deal. <laughs> yeah. Travis and Sliwa went to SoFi and did a whole shoot with Rampage and a whole bunch of other things, and so that deserves to be on, on, the, on the big screen and yeah. going around throughout the entire time. And that's it's just how it is. When Mason and Ireland do fifth row Fridays, they go to um, they go to Staples Center and they and they film this whole thing for fifth row Fridays, and that gets played over and over and over again. That's the whole deal. We didn't Sedano and Cap haven't gone somewhere and filmed it's something. Be, it's not because we won't. No, one, one Rams training camp doesn't count. <laughs> one, right. one remote? It was two Rams training oh, two, games. Yeah, sorry, sorry. You got to get, you gotta get the second one. My that we bad. Went to. Yeah, it's all good. Short though. Yeah. Uh, but so, like, you know, that may be next. You also had a really big campaign on Twitter. So, you know. We did have a very big campaign on Twitter. We also had a really big campaign on uh, Inside Staples Center. And we also had a really nice big campaign. Like, if you were driving around, different car dealerships that have these video boards also had us. Listen. I'm not like Mason where I'm completely jealous of all of this. I'm just trying to say that when you're going to have 80,000 people show up on a Sunday afternoon, you know, that's a great opportunity to promote the hell out of the entire station, not just one show. I understand that they went there and they, they took pictures with whoever, but I would have gone and taken pictures with whoever too. 
<laughs> Laura, you got to say that on the air yeah. if you're going to do that. You make me laugh right before I There's a lot of hijinks What's up, going Laura? on in this I room. Like, right. I was like, come on, Cav, you look like a damn magician on your picture. <laughs> I know I look like one. a magician. You do. I know it's a terrible picture. The hand picture. is extended as if to say, is this your card? I know it's a horrible picture. That's why I want to go do new pictures, Laura. Oh, okay. Maybe saying. you could take some new, better pictures at the fantasy football thing next Friday. Yeah, maybe, maybe, perhaps, uh, that's or maybe August. you could do some magic tricks. For hey, listen, if you guys want to see me pull a hey, rabbit out of the hat, I'll do it. Hey. You know, hey. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut Greg in half, right, oh, right exactly. in front of everybody. You, wish. Box, you so right. wish I would never get in a box that you could have a knife. <laughs> this is great. This is great. I've never had a billboard before, though, in any regard of life. So, you know. That's, that should be fun. Yeah, listen, I got to say, it's great, though. Anything we can do to promote the station, if, we are, uh, if, if we've got Travis and Sliwa, and it says 710 ESPN all over the place, and we got 80,000 people at SoFi Stadium, I say good, man. Way to go. Yeah, no, it's a good job. But I know Mason wants in on that, and if Mason wants in on it, I want in on it. That's all I'm saying. Anyway. All right. You, you'll, all right. You'll get there. All right, Greg Bergman, let's talk about, uh, and, and Phil Clinton and, and, and I on, uh, and everybody else that's listening today, on the opening day schedule for the NBA and the Christmas day schedule for the NBA, because this is what the league puts out. Even as I'm watching the last summer league game right now, this is like a, you know, an off season piece of excitement after free agency. And after the, the Lakers have rebuilt their roster and after everybody has, has done their analysis. Now we can start actually talking about what's going to happen on the floor and when. So Greg, the dates, let's take a listen. So October 19th is opening day for the NBA season and the Lakers are going to be playing the Warriors, which is a pretty big matchup because you're going to have all the three guys, you're going to have LeBron, AD and Russ all playing together for the first time mm -hmm. and Klay Thompson should be back with Steph Curry to have the the Splash Brothers back together, so that could be really interesting. Could be a really good game. And then the Where other Where is that game? Sorry. That one is at here at That's Staples here. Center. Okay. Yeah. And then Christmas Day is versus the Nets. And that is a huge, huge game. Is that game in Brooklyn? Um, I believe so. I, you know what? I had it in front of me and I should have known it. I might right go after back. I might You knew go. we were going to ask. I, I know. And I, I'm, I don't want to say it wrong. So I don't want to. If that game's in Brooklyn, I might go to that game. Uh, Nets in LA to battle the Lakers. So the Lakers, yeah, the Lakers have well, here in LA. Never mind. Yeah, so the <laughs> so the Nets and the Lakers. That's a that's a huge game too. Yeah, I mean that is a finals preview. That is going to be you know the it's big three versus big three. Yeah, no, I I think the schedule release in the NBA, of course, is not what it is in the NFL, where they make it like it's the biggest thing on earth because there's fewer games and you know it's easier to deal with sort of matchups. But like this Christmas slate, pretty solid. Got pretty solid Christmas slate. Well, look, for me, the one game that actually is super interesting is the fact that Greg just said it's it's a finals preview. It's a finals preview that everybody wants, that everybody is hoping for, that that Vegas will say is the most likely finals preview. But yeah, I mean, that's the game of the day. You want to see LeBron against KD. You want to see LeBron's now big three in his new revamped roster versus, you know, KD and a team that everybody thought was going to get it done last year. And if it wasn't for KD stepping out, who knows what they might have been able to do. So to me, that is the marquee game of the day. As for the other four NBA games that day, I'll tell you what I'll be doing on Christmas Day. The Cleveland Browns are playing at the Green Bay Packers and the Indianapolis Colts are playing at the Arizona Cardinals. I'll be watching NFL football other than the Lakers and the Nets. What You said those two matchups like they were powerhouse matchups as a reason to turn off the NBA. 
Trey Young's going back to the Garden, bro. That's a great NBA game, and it leads the day. The defending champion Milwaukee Bucks are playing against the Celtics, who are trying to figure it out. Warriors Suns shootout galore. That's going to be a great game. Mavs Jazz, again, another monster matchup of Western Conference teams on their way to the top. I don't know how much football I'm going to be watching on Christmas Day, Greg. No, not a lot. And let me just uh, correct myself. The Lakers are playing at the Warriors on opening day. Okay, so they're in no, San Francisco. Yes, they're in there. They're yes. up in San Francisco. I know, but when you're a football junkie like I am, Clinton, yeah. it doesn't really matter who's playing. It's like if there are real games happening, I'm watching. Cleveland at Green Bay could be a really great game because Baker Mayfield against Aaron Rodgers in on Christmas Day, that could be a great game. As I was saying, Indianapolis at Arizona, I was like, what am I trying to sell here? Indianapolis right. at Arizona, <laughs> really? Like, like, come on, am I really trying to sell that? Yeah, well, you know, should, it, should, that's a, it should be a fun sports day. Lovely thing I do love to do on Christmas Day, ignore my family and watch television. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> big, right, st- big same. <laughs> Stick around, everybody, because Laura will have for us what we need to know. That's coming up next. I can't wait to find out what it is. What you need to know next on Sedano and Kaplan on 710 ESPN.